0: This is City Post Church. We're about three things. Build, equip, and send. All under the lordship of Jesus Christ. A small church plant in Fort Worth, Texas. Who decided to do things a little differently. Adoramos a Jesucristo. I love City Post because of the people. It's where I belong. We truly preach the word. I love City Post because of the community we've been able to build.
1: To do ministry like Jesus. For light to push back darkness. This is City Post Podcast.
0: Welcome back to the City Post Podcast. I'm here with Ricky. This is episode 3. Howdy. I was just really wondering cuz it's been on my heart the past couple of weeks. Uh what's the church's view on mental health?
1: Man, that that's a that's a strong question. So, I think from my experience, um Starting, I, I think we have to start, like, let's talk about the church in Texas. Yeah. The Evangelical Church in Fort Worth, Texas. So, what I've seen and what I've heard are, um, I, I've heard people say, you know, mental health is because you have sin in your life. So, um, until you, you pray and, and you give your life to Jesus, you're going to struggle with mental health. Um, I've also heard... That it's not real like it's a it's like a scheme of the government or somebody's just trying to make money off of it um, but a majority of it I've, I've just from what I've heard is that it's just you just have an issue with uh, sin in your life and if you just pray um, Jesus will take it away from you now I do agree that we do live in a broken world so sin has entered this world and 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 you know has has really messed things up but true honestly i i believe that there is mental health i think um when you look at the research when you when you speak to people trauma has a lot to do with it and the church has actually done a really poor job addressing it and i think what what COVID has done is that COVID has highlighted what has been happening in our society and our culture and has brought it to the surface. And as a church, we need to be prepared to react. And we need to be able to walk with people. We need to be able to counsel people. We need to be able to um, lead people to professional help if, if needed. Uh, because, I mean, we, we have a responsibility. And we need to make sure that we know the word of the Lord. We know God's word. Um, because we also do serve a God that heals. Um, and, 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 you know, he restores people. He renews people. So having mental challenges is not the end. Um, there, there is light at the end of the tunnel. And there is a way to out of it. And Jesus has a lot to do with it.
0: Yeah, and which... I know I struggle with uh mental problems in the past and right. still going through it. I feel like everybody has some form hmm. Well, everybody has problems and challenges. And I guess it's just how they get over it and most people they go to church and uh that's one resource of help and I know churches I just, well lean to my next question is kinda of, do you think it's churches in general or just Christianity as a whole that doesn't like really prioritize mental health?
1: So, I, I think it's not the, prioritiz- the prioritization of mental health. I think it's the ignorance of it. Yeah. Um, I don't think people are trained up to manage it. Um, now, before I continue to talk, I, I do want to just give a disclaimer. I am not <laughs> a mental health care professional, but I, I will say I have been, um, I am a national trainer for mental health first aid. And so we do give trainings to companies. We do give uh, trainings to um, people leaders on how to manage uh, folks with mental health challenges. And the thing that we always say is um, our role or your role is not to diagnose people. So um, our our role is to help people manage. And unless you're a (laughs) professional, you know, that that's when when you get into that arena. But just to kind of get back to your question about the church, I think people don't know um, like early signs and symptoms. I, I don't think people know the professionals. Like if someone at my congregation uh, comes and tells me, hey, I'm, I'm really struggling uh, with this. Do you as a pastor know who to connect him to? Do you know what to say? Do you know how to counsel? And I think a majority of of our churches don't know that, especially in the Hispanic culture, you know.
0: Yeah, and I like what you said about pastors that you know where to place somebody. And with you being trained, how long ago were you trained? Was it before you started church or afterwards?
1: No, it it was afterward. Um, You know, it kind of came across my desk. And I was asked um, if I would like to be a, a trainer uh, for Texas Health and Blue Zones Project. And and the more I thought about it, I was like, man, this, this could be something beneficial, not just for my office, but also for ministry. And um, so this was late 2019 when, when I became certified. And after certified, did you
0: that really change your views on people at the church? And like, because, you know. They train you to see signs or see how people move or people act. You know, going, starting a church, and, you know, people just come to church. Right. Well, after this training, did you view people in a different way?
1: Yes. Um, I even look back at some mistakes I made. Um, there was a, a young man that, that came to our church. And I look back on it now and I was like, man, I dropped the ball because in, in mental health first aid, there's something called early signs and symptoms. And, and the goal is to identify these early signs and symptoms so that way it doesn't snowball. So if, I'll give you an example. So let's say that you are, are struggling with um, depression uh, you know something happened in your life there was there was trauma and if if we don't address that depression then it's like all of a sudden you don't want to get out of bed in the morning you don't want to get out of bed in the morning then you don't go to work if you don't go to work you don't get money to pay bills you don't pay your bills you get kicked out or you're evicted or homeless or your car note um, then you know you can't find work then from there you you're homeless and you end up getting to other things and, and next thing you know you're in the shelters I mean it just it goes from one extreme to the next um, that's why it's important to catch it early but this this young man I remember um, just watching him deteriorate so um, I, I saw a change in his appearance he just became less upkept. he just you know it was almost like he he just threw his clothes on the floor and put them right back on um, I saw a change in his, his attitude. Everything was like more melancholy. I saw a change in his passions and his drive. Um, so I'm, I'm watching this. And I thought, I was like, man, you're just, you're just struggling right now. Like you're just trying to be Mr. College Man. And, and, and you're, you're avoiding your calling in this church or you have sin in your life. Um, that you're like, you know, this is better than Jesus. But what I should have done is really had those conversations and started asking, okay, what's going on? What's happening in your life? Like, I see this changing you. Um, instead of just pushing and pushing and pushing. Yeah.
0: And and you saying that, it kind of reminded me of the question I asked before, this is, like, the difference between, like, how churches see mental health, I feel like. Before you notice, that's how, like, really church is seeing it. Like, you're struggling right now. Like, all you need is just pray about and get some Jesus. You right, know? right. And then, so, for you to really re- uh, realize that and even continue forward with City Post, I feel like that's another way how City Post is just different from yeah. all the places I've been. Is there... So, how do you approach somebody now when you see that? Do you just...
1: Yeah, I, I think it needs to be a conversation. Mm-hmm. And um, so if I, if I do notice something, of course, a lot of it is, is just following the, the Holy Spirit's lead. So the prompting of the Holy Spirit, like, you know, sometimes God puts, puts people um, on your mind. And, and so you just follow it and, and you start talking to them. And, um, but then in that conversation, you, you really have to ask questions and you have to listen. And sometimes it's helping someone uh, figure out or discover the root. Where is this all coming from? You know, so if, if I do start speaking with somebody and, and they're just kind of telling me like, man, I, the way I see things and I can't sleep and I just don't want to get up. And I'm like, man, you know, tell me about your family. Like, let, let's start there. And what research shows is that um, a common route to mental health challenges, it, it all starts with trauma. So we have to look back at, at your life, your childhood, um, some of your experiences, like what happened? Now, I, I will say a lot of this is also a result of our sinful nature. So there are consequences to our sin and some of those consequences is the mind, and it is, it is mental health. So we have to look at both things, and I think that's why God's word is so important because God's word is our guide to these things.
0: And do you have a like a certain like uh, not passage, but uh, scripture that really addresses this?
1: Yes, um, I s- I have actually I have a few. Um, so we, we have to start with Romans 12, you know, Romans 12 talks about not conforming to the pattern of this world, but, but it's through the renewing of the mind. So when you follow Jesus, there is a heart transformation, you know, second Corinthians five 17, you know, he talks about how you're a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. That's, that's the holistic human being. So it's not just your heart. But also, there's got to be a renewing of the mind. Um, Colossians 3, he talks about, you know, making sure that your mind is set on heavenly things, on the things above, uh, not on earthly things. Um, And then I will add, too, um, there's a passage in Matthew 11. And Jesus talks about, uh, is in verse 25, Jesus talks about, you know, all those who are weary and, and burdened. If you come to me, I'll give you rest because my yoke is light and my burden is light as well. So hear what Jesus is saying though. He's saying that the way that you find rest from your weariness is that I'm gonna break the yoke and I'm gonna put you another yoke. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So rest and weariness is not an absence of responsibility. It's actually getting busy in the purpose, the purposes of God and the work of God that he's given to you in your life. So a lot of the mental challenges, I believe, come from people not understanding who they are, um, what God has for them, and the purposes that they have. And when Jesus says that, what he's saying is like, I will help you carry your burdens for you, when he talks about the yoke. You could go to a counselor. You could go to a therapist. You could go to a psychotherapist. You could go to to all these places, these folks are great, and they will help you walk through it, but none of them have the power to carry it for you, only yeah. Jesus does, you know, and, and that's, that's my hope, and when I, when I think of scripture, you know, those are the kind of things that, that I was like, man, you know what, if people would just understand these things, it'll help them with their mental health challenges, and, and I know it's very much from experiences, easier said than
0: done, right? you know when you're just in that fog and and somebody tell you "Oh, just pray about it and you're just like okay
1: cool that's a cop-out man yeah i, I think like it's 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 the easy thing to say yeah so like
0: what are like things or because you know jesus that's like the real of it all how would you like see yourself out the fog like what would you think what advice would you give somebody really yeah Yeah,
1: and and I also think we do not serve of God of confusion you know um, when the Lord created us Genesis 1 27 26 27 it says that he made man in his own image in the image of God he created them male and female he created them but then at the end of that chapter he says and on the seventh day he saw everything that it was great it was perfect and he rested so God created us in this incredible way, um, but then sin comes into the pictures, distorts everything. So we have to look at the whole psychology of our being because God created us well. And something I, I tell people is, um, you know, really think about getting in his word but we have to look at what are you feeding your mind you know like what are you listening to and the more you know his word and the more you surround yourself with other believers and 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 you and these people and you're trying to discover God's will for your life and and the purposes of God that helps but also the physiology of it is like man like working out is key you got to look at what you're putting in your body um, if you suffer from depression, but yet you're you're killing a bottle every day, you know, like yeah. <laughs> alcohol is going to f- it's like fuel to the depression fire. I mean, it's we we, we have to talk about these things um, because exercise does wonders for the body. Uh, you know, a, a, a better diet, nutrition, you know, all these things kind of play play into it. Yeah. And um, so I always tell people like, yes, God's word. But this, let's look at your lifestyle. Let's look at your life right now. And I know,
0: I think it was the first podcast where you say you take all this stuff home with you. Like you see somebody in pain, Like kind of just where's that heavy on you. Is that the same with like mental health? You see somebody going through it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's when you see somebody going through it. Um, there's two two things that kind of pop up. Because I'm mental first aid trained, like I have that cap. So, um, you know, I always think about how can I assist them, how can I help them out. Um, But at the same time, too, it's like I, you know, you pray for that person a lot. And as a pastor, as well, is you have to protect the flock. Um, So you want to make sure that that whatever that person's going through, whether it's challenges, whatever that is, trauma. Um, crises or something that could potentially become a worse crisis, you want to make sure that people are safe and that people feel protected. And it goes both ways. Not just the folks here, but also that person is protected to make sure that they're safe as well.
0: Yeah. And I know, again, I'm speaking yeah. a lot from experience here. Yeah. With, uh, uh, You took me to a meeting, mm-hmm. yeah. which or even a cu- not a couple of them, but yeah, he took me to a meeting and right. you just introduced me to like different health resources and uh everybody at c post has been so overwhelming with like love and and so I know they c post here are really generous with everything, just caring for people and looking out and uh, like I said they used sh- everybody also just protects yeah everybody here, and I also see it with other people and other examples. And I like how City Post doesn't dismiss people. Yes. You know, they just I go with somebody with a problem and they will sit and talk with you and keep up with you. Yeah. Instead of just saying, Let's just pray about so that's where that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, no, that 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 has to be part of the culture here because we are all broken. Yeah. I'm broken. Like everybody in here struggles with sin. We all have our issues. We all have our problems. And the good news is that we serve, even though we're not perfect, we serve a perfect God. And um, the great thing about church is that we're all walking through this together. And the Lord is moving and he's working in our lives. And we all get to be a part of that. So you don't dismiss people just because Um, you work at it, you... You lead them, you try to find help you know you you want like you want that individual to understand that God has such a great plan for their life, and that's something I've told you. I was like, bro, like God has this amazing plan for your life, and you would be cutting yourself short by by buying into the way that you see yourself, so we got to fix that because you don't want to miss out on what God's going to do through you. Like, that's crazy. Um, And that I'm speaking from experience on that. So um, we don't dismiss people here. We love them. We help them. We, but you know, you could only help so much until there's a, sometimes there comes a time where it's like, I've done all I can. Sorry. You know, like we gotta, you you gotta want to change yourself. Um, So. And
0: I like how you talk about, from experience there, how you, you experienced any mental health challenges? Of course you have, but, you know, being a pastor and...
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not really like mental health. Uh, I, I don't think I could say, honestly, that I've, I've experienced mental health challenges, but I can say that there has been times in my life where the, um, the temptation to, to fall into those thoughts or those, um, those actions... Have been really strong you know and you start thinking like man i could actually do this and nobody will ever know like this is this is awesome it when really it's not yeah but but the the temptation has been there to fall into it if i didn't have gu- somebody guide me yeah you know what i mean and i think that's another piece that's why discipleship is key so i've, I've just had good people disciple me
0: and uh, that's just crazy. Now that you're a pastor of a church, uh, this is everything uh, coming back from like know, right? even the first episode. <laughs> it's just, it's just all crazy to me. <laughs> and then uh, that's how it works. <laughs> I know it's kind of off topic. Yeah, yeah no but problem, man. I keep going back to what you said earlier uh, about COVID. Yeah. And it kind of brings me to my point now. How you think? Do you think churches change during COVID, especially during like
1: mentally wise? I do. Um, And you got to remember, in 2020, when all this was going down, I mean, I remember, like, it was yesterday, we started seeing this new cycle coming out. Um, We even joked around. Like, I remember joking with my sister, like, oh, my God, we're going to have to wear masks one day. And I was like, that's so stupid. That's never going (laughs) to happen. And then I remember going to Nicole, who is our, uh, you know, faith community nurse here. And, um, you know, she's a member of our church, super. Has a doctoral in nursing and, and I remember asking her to create an FAQ, which is like a one pager um, About you know COVID and Everything started shutting down. We were meeting at my house. We had church on that Sunday and that was the last time we met You know, right. and I remember my mom sending a, I had to call you out, but my mom sent like an email like oh I, I'm I'm getting a sore throat. I'm so sorry everybody and and it's just because we didn't know. Nobody knew. So we were maneuvering this wild time. And um, as a pastor, regardless of your thoughts, you want to keep people safe. And you have to respect um, people's decisions about their health. Now, this has become highly politicized. I will say that. This is... This went from a health issue to a, a government election issue. Yes. So you're going to run into a lot of people that say it was all fake. It was all like Fauci. It was all this and that. It was all this and that. But I will vouch that there have been zip codes in communities where a lot of people died. You know, um, I, I had friends that lost many family members. And a lot of people that didn't die happened to have white skin. But a lot of people that passed away happened to have, you know, black and brown skin. Yeah. So there there was a little bit of tension in our culture. It did become a a polarizing issue. And when I say, I say all this because that crept into the church. So we had to adjust as a church. We streamed for all these months. Um, And I think the way it changed the church is now because we spent so much time on church at home and streaming uh people just became comfortable with it they yeah. don't see the value of i could just stay at home watch matt chandler or yeah. tony evans why, why do i need to go to church you know mm-hmm. so um it has changed the way that we view things i think um there's some people that are still a little bit terrified conversations are different now churches are like instead of instead of going to a church that believes what you believe biblically people are finding churches that are like-minded in their political views and uh, i'm seeing more and more of that
0: yeah and what and you, you know how churches change what about the people inside the church you know do you see difference before covid and then going into covid and after covid especially if like you said you have people that um dealt with grief because of
1: yeah yeah and I think um what I see is there's there's more of a sensitivity when it comes to talking about the pandemic talking talking about anything um health-wise because you still have two sides of the coin you still have people that think it's all fake and then you have people that actually lost somebody um and I remember when when the whole vaccine situation came out um You know, I've heard people, you know, people get their news from Facebook and Instagram (laughs) and Twitter, (laughs) Twitter. And I've had so many people send me messages. I had a lady that used to go when I used to be an associate pastor. She literally looked me up. She calls me and I'm thinking like this this is some serious. Um, You know, her name was Jennifer. And um she gave me this long speech about how fake everything is. And then I look at her and I was like, "Are you okay? Is this a joke?" And she was dead serious. And then she was like, and I was like, "Have you talked to your pastor about this?" I was like, "I'm not your pastor anymore." it's like, "Why why are you who cares?" And yeah. she's like, so I told her, I was like, "Have you talked to your pastor?" She's like, "Are you seeing any counseling?" I was like, "Yes." i was like you're crazy (laughs) like look at your like you it's just the most randomness thing and i was like this has nothing to do with nothing um and i say all that because that's what that's what's changed It, it it's really changed the way people talk to each other about things and i think as a pastor our role is to feed the sheep so we we've got to show people man it's all that stuff is is irrelevant compared to the gospel, God's yeah. word. You know, what are we doing in our lives? How are we raising our families? You know, issues like this should not divide us.
0: Yeah, and I just know that was a huge thing for these past couple of years. Oh, is yeah. Everybody's so divided now. Everybody not like yeah, talking to each yeah. other. And I guess another form uh, uh mental health. I like how you said everybody's just at home I don't have to go yeah, to church I can just be church. at home and I trust me yeah, I was like that too <laughs> so <laughs> but it is a big difference coming to church and right, right. it's definitely been um, changing my life where I didn't want to get out of bed yeah. everybody I feel like COVID really allowed people to or not really allowed people but kind of transformed them to introverts yeah and it's it's definitely been hard coming out of uh, just home and just going back into the normal world and talking to people, holding a conversation right. where you're just at home. And
1: it, yeah, and I think there's a deeper issue here, too, because it, it wasn't just staying at home. The government was sending out checks. So everybody's collecting checks, man. We're buying large screen TVs and, and, and the good food. like <laughs> We're skipping great value. We're getting the good stuff. <laughs> You know i went from tostinos to buongiorno and like overnight like we get extra <laughs> check so it wasn't just the uh, introvertedness of it all it was i'm getting money yeah i don't have to do anything and i'm enjoying this vacation yeah. so to get back out there and work and talk to people it, it was a shift it was it was definitely a shift And I will add on top of that, Mm -hmm. when we talk about mental health, we we have to talk about what happened with George Floyd. Yes. Because, okay, so you have a pandemic. That already polarized everything. We have elections. Yes. That was crazy. On top of that, everyone's at home and they're watching this African-American man get murdered on live TV. Yes. Yeah. And um, that caused... A lot of angst that caused a lot of anger, frustration. Um, and not just that, but then we started seeing more and more of it come out. And then you see mixed messaging like, hey, everybody needs to stay home, be cool, but it's okay to go march. You know, <laughs> like, so it's like th- it, there was a lot of mixed messaging, there was a lot of polarization. I mean, it was a crazy time to maneuver. Um, yeah. That's why it's so vital. Uh, for the church to really just lean on God's word and and trust Jesus, uh, yeah, because yeah, without Christ, um, yeah, it would it would we would have gone crazy.
0: Yeah, and there's been and everybody's seen this on social media, which is also a big yeah. factor in mental health. Like this, it's like the world changed overnight once COVID happened, right? And everybody became so angry uh and depressed mm-hmm. honestly and social media hasn't been a big help because it's that's right it's definitely an escape you know and you catch yourself just scrolling through two posts and next right, you know right. you're on there for like <laughs> 10 hours and you're just like whoa what just happened yeah so that's right i feel like also another factor is social media has kind of been like a huge impact on mental health
1: it has and what social media does is is it you compare someone's best post with your normal life you know what i'm saying so it's like you're scrolling through all these and you're watching him like this person on great vacation and like going to all these places and you're like what am i doing with my life <laughs> but what you don't see is the amount of debt they've acquired you don't know what's happening in their life you don't know how difficult their life is right now if they're going through a divorce if they're if their families are broken you, you don't see that you see the best um and so you start playing the the dangerous game of comparison yeah and and that right there takes you away and that's that that kind of jacks up your mental health because it takes the focus off of the goodness of God what he's doing in your life and how you can serve him best too man how come I'm not there like man I wish I was doing that you know how come i'm stuck here yeah and you go from from gratitude to the lord to questioning god's sovereignty it, and that's a dangerous place to be
0: and also like you said earlier it's about what you're watching what you surround yourself with yes yeah. i know you like one post on say this tiktok right you're gonna see like 20 of those tiktoks in a row right about kind of in the same topic like so if I know depressed people like to listen to depressed music, not because to make them more depressed, but it feels (laughs) like comforting. So, like, you're just staying in that hole. Yeah. And so I feel like it's the same way, like, social media. You're just looking at one post. and It's like real, you know. Right. Yeah. And just keep going, going, going. And it kind of just gets in your mind. So.
1: Listen, man, in 1996, man, this is going to show my age. (laughs) So, a good friend, we're in high school, a friend of mine, you know, breaks up with his girlfriend. Who cares? You're in high school. That's what high school is. dumb anyway. Yeah. But I remember that night, we listened to How's It Gonna Be by Third Eye Blind, and he listened to that thing on repeat like 10 times. Really? (laughs) Like, it made, I was like, like, Thomas, what are you doing, man? And he was playing, like, you know, at at the time, the game was WCW versus NWO. Okay. So, man, we're, like, playing Nintendo 64. You know, just, just eating a bunch of junk and he has he's just playing how's it gonna be? When it goes down like over and over and over again. And what you said is true, it's like because that it helps somebody to cope. It's like that's how I'm feeling right now, yeah. you know? And um so it just it it just it's like, man, if nobody else understands, this song understands <laughs> <laughs> Yeah y'all don't yeah. know what love <laughs> is you know what i'm going through <laughs> <laughs> and i was like bro i get it <laughs> like, but this song is i've heard it 10 times already stop yeah, yeah
0: it's definitely that's definitely a huge thing yeah, i've definitely yeah. done it like a billion times
1: that's true right. but you're right it's like so people that fall into that they like hearing uh kind of it's almost like a soundtrack to their life yeah so they like playing it yeah
0: and i know so I know when you're in that hole, the last thing is so weird. For for me, a while, it's kind of like I didn't want to get out of it. Right. Because I was so uh, comfortable, mm. if that makes sense. That's a, a great a point, yeah. And I know if I had a great day, something bad is going to follow up with it. So, you know, instead mm. of expecting, oh, oh, this happened, this was good today. Oh, I see uh, what you said. Today is going to yeah. be great. Instead it was just like, uh, what's gonna happen? You right. know. And uh and trying to leave that hole, I try to switch up my music
1: uh-huh.
0: and just listen to surround my mind with positive stuff. So I just listen to gospel music and yeah. not gonna lie, that was tough. Because <laughs> <I> <laughs> that was uh that was
1: tough. I know, especially your choice of music because you, you went from like little Uzi Vert to like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what <laughs> to yeah so uh, how would
0: you how would you handle that because i I still struggle
1: with that yeah you know everyone has their own musical preference and what i would do is i would ask people that are that love music like musicians i would ask them like man i love hip-hop but the stuff i'm hearing is not it Who would you recommend? Yeah. I'll be honest, like, Eric, he knows, like, Christian rap or rappers I've never heard of in my life. And I was like, are these, like, SoundCloud guys? Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) But they're good. Like, I mean, it's it's good music. Um, I know me. I went, I have a, a huge music database. Like, I'm not just, like, in one little area. But I always try to find music or bands that have, like, a godly message. Okay. You know, like, I I enjoy that. Um, And it can't suck, man. Let's just be honest. Like, it it can't be – if you don't like it, don't listen to it. (laughs) You know? Like, there's a lot of Christian artists I don't like. You know, I I remember somebody gave – you know, no shade, but somebody gave me some concert tickets to, like, King & Country – dude, like I don't, I wouldn't enjoy that. Like I was (laughs) honest. I was like, man, take somebody else. Like (laughs) I don't want to see you guys banging on drums and all these crazy instruments. I don't don't care. Um, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not for me, you know? So it's, it's okay. Um, but the messaging is key. What you just said, because it is good to fill your mind with things that are edifying things that glorify God um alec i love worship music man mm-hmm. i'd rather listen to worship than like stuff on the radio yeah so and that's just me
0: and right now i'm just spamming passion and yeah <laughs> <it's> so <laughs> that's the only music i really listen to because yeah. i already know so yeah i definitely have to look around because um i've just been trying to find healthy coping options right instead of like there's were ways to cope that i would do that mm-hmm. really affect me for one um
1: speeding <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know that's just an example yeah. but um
1: that's a healthy me- that's not a healthy uh coping mechanism you could say yeah
0: yeah no, not at all it, <laughs> it just it helped me uh disassociate um yeah and so i've been trying to find new ways uh i've been writing oh that's every, good. every night nice Is. Any small detail about my day, any large detail, just try to remember every single thing. Yeah. Also, I've been reading books. Good. Yeah. I know. It's crazy.
1: It is, man. I haven't
0: opened a book since
1: 2000. Like, oh no. A reading takes you places. I know. Right. It does wonders for you. Yeah. Yeah. And
0: especially staying my Bible is just those. Those are my three like main right now.
1: Awesome, and I'm glad you brought up positive and negative coping mechanisms because that's another mistake that the church has made um because you have to look at what the person has come out of or the tr- traumatic experience they've had one of the biggest mistake i mean some i see all the time is when i just see people say oh man you know just just go pray just go read your bible but there's no intentionality with it yeah okay read what read what like so we we got to do a better job in equipping and steering people um and showing them how you know show them how to read and study the god's word because it's rich man it it's powerful it'll pull you out of things but whenever you hear something when you hear people like oh man just just go have a drink like alcohol might not be the best coping mechanism (laughs) (laughs) You know <laughs> um and and you know sometimes people just throw themselves into their jobs you know they disappear and work and or they they buy things which will get you in debt so we got to be wise and ask the holy spirit okay like what are some things i can do yeah, yeah. and i know there's uh
0: do you have any like passages about that you know like
1: everything? what what i was what i was thinking about you mentioned something where you said how in the past it was almost like you were stuck yeah like you were like and and correct me if i'm I'm wrong you said how you were just kind of going in circles like uh
0: it was it was like more like waves i mean they're really bad or i'm
1: just okay it was never like i'm doing great right And um, just to throw some Bible behind that, I think of the story in Mark chapter five where Jesus comes to this island and there's this demon possessed guy and he runs. He's crazy, falls at Jesus' feet. Uh, Verse nine, he's like, my name is Legion, for we are many, which would have freaked me out. (laughs) Jesus (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Jesus <laughs> <laughs> just starts talking to him, and, and he, they recognize who he is. He sends him amongst the pigs. But what I see in this story is in the beginning in verses like 1 through 5, you know, it talks about the condition of this man. And um, in verse 3, it says, The man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot, but he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him night and day among the tombs, and in the hills, he would try out he would cry out and cut himself with stones. So this guy was he was living amongst the tombs, so he was living amongst the dead, um, which set him up for failure religiously. yeah. Because you, you can't touch anything dead so that if you do that you're not able to go and take part in the sacraments in the temples or in the synagogues um and and he found himself like he said he was just living there he was running around he he was not as like how come you're not home and i i truly believe that's something that satan uses with our sin and you know he wants to keep you where you're at so what we try to do and i mentioned this a lot we try to do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again expecting a different result and it it just keeps you in there it keeps you in that cycle of sin you know and and i think sometimes we we tend to do that um when we are in our sin like we're we keep doing the same thing we like complaining the same way we like the same pity um and we keep ourselves there yeah
0: and i know it's also hard cuz that kind of convince yourself that you're right. just like a nobody you
1: know yes you convince yourself you're a nobody and you convince yourself that this is it yeah this is going to be your life, and that's why it's so important that you know what God says about you, and not what the world or Satan says about you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because what God says is, you are wonderfully made; you are God's workmanship. That's Ephesians two ten. You're made for good deeds. In um, Jeremiah, he talks about how he formed you in your mom's womb. He knows exactly who you're going to become. He knows, like he has a great plan for you. That's um, You know, Jeremiah 29, plan to prosper you, give you a future. So there's all these passages that that's that say otherwise. Yeah. So then it's like, well, then who am I listening to? (laughs) Yeah. And
0: then I know, especially when I first started. In this walk of uh, faith with the Lord, it was kind of just it was hard to really Mm. fully put my trust and and faith because I didn't believe it can happen to me or for me. Cause like, like you said earlier, trauma and everything you've been through, I just didn't believe it could happen to somebody like me. Mm. And, uh, I just know it's hard. Cause I know, especially some of my family members, it's hard to really put their faith in Jesus because they don't see it happening. Right. Um, or the plans that he has for you, which is also really scary. Mm-hmm. Where you're just like, oh, I know, like, I'm, I'm going to end up okay. I'm going to end up exactly where I should be. But right. it's just the fact of, what happened if it don't?
1: That's, right.
0: that's kind of the scary part. And
1: that's where understanding who Jesus is is so vital. I know a few Sundays ago I made a comment. Um, it kind of set some people off on social media. But... I was talking about when it comes to like what you just said, like I, that worry, that fear, that anxiety, uh, because that is a that is an anxiety that does bring anxiety. It's like, man, is this it? Like what if it doesn't work? And really, it's not based on our psychologies it's based on our Christology. So instead of saying, OK, what what if this, you need to say, OK, who's Jesus? Like, who does he say he is? Like, what, what did he come to do? Yeah. Like, what does the resurrection mean? What, what, what are his teachings saying? Because when I read this book, man, Colossians 1, when we talk about the supremacy of Christ, how everything has been made f- through him and for him, and how he didn't just make everything, but everything is sustained in him. So if I'm his child, he's not going to leave you hanging. You know, so there is no what if it doesn't work. No, it's like, okay, what if I choose to follow christ in full obedience and and the more you follow christ and the more that you seek him the less sin is going to look good yeah. like the less the less you're going to be like "Ooh, i can't wait to 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 go against my god yeah because you're just gonna you're just gonna fall more and more in love with him so it's it's the way that we we need to view christ we need to talk about christ and we need to to see what he tells us yeah um and the more you learn about him the less your questions are going to be what if it doesn't work because something that you're going to learn too is his supremacy and his sovereignty yeah so that means if things don't go the way i want them to go it's because maybe he has something different for us
0: yeah, and so what would you say to people that are like scared to come to church Like, um, yeah. it's like when you go to the gym and you see for the first time that's you're, a great example. you're kinda just scared yeah. because you're like right. people are gonna judge me and look at me. Yeah. And but you're really going through it and you know, you're making the step to change your life. So right. that's also really scary. What would you say to people that are kinda like
1: Man, I love that example, dude. Mm-hmm. That's a great example because if you go to the gym for the first time yeah. you're seeing all these fit people, unless you go to Planet Fitness, everybody just looks the same. <laughs> <laughs> <Just like> <laughs> <laughs> Planet, Fi- Planet Fitness are, is for people that don't work out. Anyway, but <laughs> if you go to the gym and you see all these people working out, you see people, now they have like their phones set up, they're doing live streams. Or it could be overwhelming. You're like, man, I'm like this sack of potatoes. and. I don't know what to do i don't know yeah hey man but you made it you took the first step so what i would encourage you to do is um if you're scared to go to a church i would start somewhere small somewhere comfortable you know somewhere that you feel welcomed and um and i would also say man bring all your questions like i think it's great for you to ask questions about the sermon about what we're singing, about the processes and the systems here. How come we have to give money? Where does that money go? What do y'all do with it? Like, those are great questions to ask if you're not a believer. Yeah. Because the Bible has an answer for everything. And what that does, too, is that it, you know, and I want to be careful when I say this, because the church, the church is not made for non-believers. So if you come in to an environment where we're worshiping Christ, I hope you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard, I've had people like, "No, nah, man." Like that 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 felt real judgmental." I was like, "No, that's the Holy Spirit convicting your life." Yeah. Cuz I'm not talking about you. <laughs> I was like, "I had nothing. <laughs> you were not even in my mind when I prepared this sermon." Yeah. So, um, so the church is not the focus of the church is not getting the world inside of it the focus of the church is for heaven to come down we want to experience Christ we want to know him we want to see the Holy Spirit move in here but we do want to welcome people so come in bring all your questions bring all your doubts come as you are you know talk to the pastor go have coffee with him and um and it just that's the first step. You just gotta come, you gotta show up. You know, keep that same energy when you go places that you're nervous about. Yeah. Like come to the church.
0: And I also know it's not it's a marathon, not a race. Right. Same thing back to the gym example. You're not gonna get yeah. six packs in like two weeks, you know?
1: Absolutely not. So
0: you know, your life is not gonna <laughs> change in two weeks. I also had to learn that the hard <laughs> way both times. And so Yeah. I also know it's definitely a marathon. It's gonna, it is. It's going to take a while. And it's also, there's going to be some bad things in right. your life that God takes away from you, but for a reason. Right. And that was the reason. Like, I know, for example, I was in middle school. I got into it with this kid, and I had to move schools. Mm-hmm. And for people out there, I cannot draw to save my life. <laughs> and I was put into advanced art hey. where I met this, like, this weird guy Uh is will Uh, yeah and then he brought me the city post and then now i'm here so that's right that's just one example of just how
1: it works even though you don't see it right and and that's a that's a great example of god's sovereignty and his grace on your life because because of that issue that you had whether it was a fight or whatever did you win though (laughs) <laughs> a little bit anyway that's not yeah, important yeah, 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 yeah. but yeah. yeah i won, I won. Yeah, yeah i won you know god was not the one that got you in a fight right That yeah. was our sinful nature yeah but through his grace and sovereignty instead of you just getting suspended or you know you getting kicked out or you getting uh ended up somewhere yeah i mean he put you in the path he aligned you with an, uh, a pastor that happened to be an art teacher and said, "Hey man, I'm going to we're going to walk together." And that's that's God's will on your life. And I look at you. You know, you're serving in the church. You know, you're doing all these great things. You're you're helping us get to the next level with our digital footprint. And and I see the Lord working in you, man. It's it's good. And one of the things that we talked about was remember like routine, like just kind of getting some kind of structure in life and I mean, you have this great job which i am baffled how you make the kind of living you do with card detailing but it's a but that's god's like that's god's work man like you cannot you can't look up like you can't take a step back and be like man the universe did that yeah thank (laughs) god i'm an aquarius (laughs) <laughs> you know like <laughs> no man like that that is like man moved by the hand of the lord and that is the lord and even like you getting baptized here and your family um you know of course the mixed reactions but all of that stuff is the lord is using it for his glory yeah. it's pretty amazing now i wanted to ask you something yeah because we're talking about like the mental health space so where, what was the, the transition for you? Like, you know, you were going through some mental challenges and I know like we spoke, was there like a time or a day or um, maybe something you heard, an experience that you were like, you know what, like everything's gonna be okay?
0: Yes. And it's gonna sound really dumb why. It's all good. Well, there was multiple cause I going back to waves, there's multiple times where I was like, I'm gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, something happened and I was like, This is the uh, worst <laughs> thing ever. So Yeah. Um I was going back to the most recent one. Yeah. I was watching a short film called The Boy, the Mole, the Horse and the Fox. Okay. It's the craziest thing ever. But it's kinda Christian based. Yeah. And yeah, so that was it was weird. That was probably a bad example. But even better I uh I had got into a family situation. Yeah. And I I was gonna say I was homeless for probably about a month. Mm -hmm. I was living in my car. Uh I probably had about like twenty bucks in my name. Wow. And most of that went to gas. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> it's reality I had no money to my name and I was just honest with you, I had completely given up on life. Um mm-hmm. Uh I was gonna attempt uh and I don't know what happened or why. Uh I just Didn't, I don't know how to explain it. Something just told me to come, because I stopped going to City Post.
1: Right, right, I remember that.
0: I completely, like, I knew Jesus was real. I just just didn't, I just didn't want that, if that makes sense. I didn't want going to church. I I just didn't, I knew it was real, I just didn't like him. You gotcha. know, like relationship wise, I didn't want a relationship with him. Yeah. But something told me, go to City Post, talk <laughs> to Ricky. And I don't know why I was so scared to do it. It was like I wanted to sit there and die. It was yeah. like I, I didn't want to change my life because for the longest time, my mindset was like, I know there's great things in life, mm-hmm. but like the bad outweighs the good. I don't want to, I don't want to experience it. Mm hmm. And so when I came to talk to you, uh, honestly, I didn't expect you to even come with me to a meeting. Yeah. And then we sat down, and talked, and then you invited me to the men's Bible study. And uh, after the first one, like I approached you with this idea, and then <laughs> it just <laughs> life completely just took off from there. Within a month, and and. Like I said, it's th- even though it was, it's a marathon, but I don't know, it's, it's kind of happened kind of fast. Yeah. Where I got the structure and routine in my life, where even if something does happen, I got too much going on just to be like just to focus on that. So exactly. Right now, it's like everything's okay. Um, I'm doing good. Awesome. And it's just been amazing how my life changed like so fast. I went. I was I attempted a lot in the past Yeah As you know Um And every single time I wasn't afraid Or It's like I wanted it But it was something Weird about this time Where it's just like I really felt the presence yeah. Of God Where Yeah It was just like
1: Um Like and that's the thing like god you know he's with you yeah and and i know like you made a decision for him you um i know we baptized you and and something i always tell people is like man your life is not going to be perfect you're going to jack it up man you're going to drop the ball but if you if you mess it up if you if you fail a hundred times you run back to jesus 101 and we are covered by his grace and his forgiveness and his love and um and I think cuz I remember that I remember that evening cuz it was at a it was a it was a you know faith based it was a Christian counseling yeah and and I remember like sitting there hearing the guy's testimony on the stage you know it was nothing flashy like they usually had worship but I guess everybody just took off <laughs> they're on vacation or something (laughs) (laughs) and but for me it was like as i'm sitting there and i'm listening and and i'm sitting there next to you um i think for for me like that time that we just sat outside for like an hour afterward and and just talked and you know i felt like the lord used that to to comfort to comfort you and to acknowledge that he was there and that he's not going anywhere so whenever you feel alone you got to think about who's the one that left yeah because it sure (laughs) wasn't him right and let's get to see it that way
0: There's, yeah multiple times where i was just (laughs) like this is not working out nope yeah and back to the trauma side yeah uh i know i feel like most people experience that where they have trauma where Things didn't work out. It was turning somebody. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of view God as that. Yeah. You know?
1: You're right. So. And, and especially like if we grow up with parents that, you know, are not the best example, um, we tend to see God the Father like our earthly fathers. Yeah. And it's something I always tell people is that, you know, God, it, God is not a reflection of our earthly father. He's a, he's a perfection of what fatherhood is. So he's the perfect father, and and we need to make sure that we go to him um, always, and that's comforting. Cause yeah. even my dad's awesome, but he's not perfect. Yeah, you know. So, so I have I have God as as my earthly father that I could fall onto. So that's um, but that that's encouraging, man. And I'm glad that, you know, that things are looking up. That we, we keep moving forward. We keep you know. Just just pushing through life and being obedient, you know, got to be obedient to Christ. So. But yeah, and again, I
0: just want to say thank you for everything. Uh, Thank you to City Post. And if I had to leave one thing to people who are listening and going through it. Yeah. To know that you are loved. Yeah. And what you have to say do matter. And don't feel scared. I know the first step to changing your life is very scary. And also when you're doing it, it doesn't even feel real or you don't feel good enough. But like you just told me to keep going, which is what I'm trying to do. Yes.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I'll, I'll end with this too. Like, it's okay to not be okay. Like, it's okay to struggle. It's okay. What's not okay is to avoid help. So talk to someone, you know, speak to somebody, because um, the truth is that we do have the great physician and Jesus does change lives and he's real and his Holy Spirit is real. The resurrection is real. The cross is real and the forgiveness of sin is real and he could heal you. Um, Give Jesus a chance uh, and, and put on Christ first. Before the supplement of counseling and therapy and psychologists, uh, because Jesus is really what's going to get to the soul of the issue. And everybody else is just going to kind of help you walk through it and maneuver through it. So mm-hmm. bring your questions, bring everything. You will not be turned away because um, God does heal people. Yeah.
0: And I know that was a little deep. It's all right, But with that. Make sure you join us on Sundays on Facebook Live at 10.30 a.m. or in person. Uh, Make sure you follow our socials, Instagram. uh, Make sure you keep up with the pod, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Peace.